And I just want to say publicly that I've known this guy. We've been friends since first grade. That's a good thing, right? We took like 20 years off, or like 15, but we've come back together. And this guy is a, like, I just love his heart for people. And he is an awesome man of God. And for us to be able to just hear what's on his heart, it's a blessing. I love you, man. I love what you do to challenge us. And I love being your brother. All right. Now, have fun. Wow. Wow. I am going to cry way sooner than expected, it turns out. And I know that that might not surprise you. I'm just going to leave that where it is. Good evening, everybody. Hey, that's an amazing, amazing introduction. I'm so happy to be here with you this evening in this room at this time, worshiping. And we call these things worship gatherings for a reason. It's really the main focus of why we show up together. We figure that there's other things we can do in this space that's really helpful and fun and good, but worship is the thing. And so in addition to singing and praising and worshiping tonight, we're going to talk about worship a little bit. Um, Before we do that, though, let's just uh, focus with a prayer. So, Lord, we thank you for how awesome you are and just ask that right now your presence would fall here on our hearts, on our minds, open our ears to what you have to say, and uh, just make sure I don't get in the way. In your name, God, amen. So I think when we think about worship, whether it is individual worship, whether it's corporate worship like we were just doing, whether it's worship in song or it is worship in nature or something else, one of the main things that I think we're after is his presence. We hunger and thirst for the presence of our God. Our king, who's changed everything, right? He's changed it for you. He's changed it for me. And so we just want to be with him. We want to connect with him. And we're not chasing an experience, but I don't know how you can't have an experience when you connect with the God of the universe. It's kind of a big deal. And um, after all, that's what we were made to do. That's what you were created to do. You are wired to be a worshiper. And we're going to talk a little bit more about that. So I'm going to use an analogy that helps me a little bit, and maybe it'll help you. And it's the analogy that uh, imagining yourself as a really fine automobile. And I think you know what I mean. Like maybe like a million dollar Ferrari, a Bugatti maybe, something like that. If you're like me, it's a Honda Civic. (laughs) 2012. Whatever it is, an automobile is made for a purpose. And just imagine that that automobile is just off the showroom floor, brand new, ready to hug turns, go zero to 60, just ready to stop on a dime when it needs to. It is shiny. It is ready for the open road. Even if it is a Honda Civic. Those are the types of things that the manufacturer had in mind when he made that automobile. When he made you, 
He had things in mind. He had a purpose in mind for your life, for who you are. But there's this, there's this problem. There's this thing. Maybe you've experienced it. It's this broken world that we live in. Things are kind of a mess in our world. One of the ways that we like to talk about it in the Vineyard Tribe is called the already and the not yet. And the already describes that Jesus died for our sins and rose on the third day and won the battle. That already happened. The not yet is what he's going to do when he comes back again and make everything new. We live right in the middle of that tension right now, and both sides pull on us. <laughs> We're at the already not yet stage, and as a result, most of us feel more like a rusted out, broken down, beat up automobile than that amazing Civic or a sports car, right? I don't know about you, but I do. And so it's harder for me to recognize what I'm wired for and what I'm suited to do. But there's good news. Really good news. Guys, there's good news. Go. Jesus finds us in our broken down state. He finds us. He connects with us, restores us, refreshes us, and sends us back out onto the open road. And one of the main ways he does that is through the worship experience. I'm going to look at a passage today that's going to help us, but i got a feeling if I don't get my water, this is not going to go good. Maybe I should have just brought it up with me. All right. So we're going to turn to John 4. If you've got your Bibles with you, this would be a good time to open it. Uh, John 4 is the passage that's going to help us shed some light on this analogy and what we're wired for. And you probably know the story of the woman at the well. It is a great story. I mean, it has got everything that you could want in a Jesus story. Um, and I'm not going to read the entire story, but I'm going to give you just a little context as we lead into the passage that I want to hit, which is on the screen here. So a Samaritan woman goes to a well to draw water in the middle of the day by herself. She is not in a good place in her life or socially. Jesus meets her there, not really by accident, and talks to her and says, give me, give me a drink, please. <laughs> this breaks down social structures racial structures so much in this moment and it is absolutely and fully intentional and we're going to pick up the story in verse 20 it says the woman is speaking to Jesus here she says our fathers worshiped on this mountain but you say that in Jerusalem is the place where people ought to worship Jesus said to her woman believe me the hour is coming when neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem will you worship the father you worship what you do not know. We worship what we know, for salvation is from the Jews. But the hour is coming and is now here when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. For the Father is seeking such people to worship him. God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship in spirit and 
truth. The woman said to him, I know that Messiah is coming, he who is called Christ. When he comes, he will tell us all things. And Jesus said, I who speak to you am he. Wow. So, a few things I want to point out here. Okay, there's a lot here, but I just want to point out a few things, all right? First of all, the woman has an idea here of what worship is. And that idea has a lot more to do with times and places than anything else. It's a certain place my ancestors worship. This is a place that we go. The Jews do it this way. We do it this way. And Jesus kind of flips that on its head when he says it's about spirit and truth. Remember, he says it twice, actually. God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth. So what is he talking about here? Spirit and truth. Well, God is spirit. We connect with the spirit, the Holy Spirit that lives inside of you when you give your life to Jesus. It's a gift that God gives to us. He's given it throughout history. One of the most Radical examples is the day of Pentecost where his spirit is poured out on all flesh. It's a huge, huge deal. And he's done it for many of us in different spaces. And God's spirit ignites, re-energizes, restores. And if we want to use our car analogy, think of it like jumper cables. (laughs) Throw those jumper cables on with our creator as the other connection piece, and he restores and refreshes us as a result. Of course, since it's not about a time and place, this means that true worship can happen anywhere, anytime. As long as you're one of the people that Jesus finds and coaxes back onto the open road, after the jumper cables, of course. And it's also about truth. So what does that mean? I know what truth is. What's Jesus talking about? Well, one way to look at this, I think, is to think about worship and who's on the other end of it. Jesus calls himself the truth several times in the book of John. And our worship is directed to him and him alone. It's not just like, well, it's Sunday, so we're going to worship Jesus, and the rest of the week we're going to worship these things. Hopefully not. It's also really important, I think, to notice that truth is littered throughout the scriptures, and so many of those words are in the songs that we sing. Worship about spirit and truth. Think of the words that come from the psalms that we have sung in this room and that you've sung throughout your life. Think of the different things that have been sung for centuries by people that are worshiping the same creator God that we worship. There's a lot of truth packed in there. It also means that we come before Jesus just as we are, not how we think we should be. We come to him, that spirit connection, and in truth. And sometimes my truth is a mess, and it requires confession and forgiveness in order to make that connection and step into my design as a worshiper created to do just that. 
Here's another thing I want to point out. You, 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 see, you remember that uh, part where he says the Father is seeking such people to worship him? I just want to clarify here. This is not like Father sitting around like, when are these worshipers going to get here? I've been waiting all day. No one is even here. Don't they know they're supposed to be here at 5 o'clock at the Leaping Lizard? Obviously. No, it's more like this. He is looking for you, just like Jesus is looking for the woman at the well and finds her. He has been looking for you. Imagine him going to every junkyard in town and trying to find you to restore and refresh you. The Father is seeking that today. It's also worth noting that you know, Jesus speaks prophetically to the woman in this instance. And that wasn't a thing that everybody was walking around talking about at the time. It was not this well-known thing. But she says all this, he says all this to her, and she goes, Sir, you're obviously a prophet. <laughs> and something I love that he says in this, he says, The hour is coming and is now here. So this is, one way to look at this is Jesus is making the future available right now. Remember the already, not yet that we talked about? The not yet is the future. But Jesus says, guess what? You can have that now. The time is coming. By the way, it's here. <laughs> it's here right now. You can have a taste of it. It might not be the true fulfillment of what we're going to receive and experience later. But it's available here and now. So, how does this relate to you and to me in 2022 in Covington right now? Great story, right? What, so, so what? <laughs> well, <clears throat> I just want to share a quick experience that happened to me last year here in this room as an example of that future happening now. And we were worshiping here. I don't remember what month it was. Um, I was sitting over there blocking the screen like I usually do. And um, I got told I couldn't stand over here anymore because I'm blocking the screen. So I stopped. I sit over there now. Um, anyway, uh, I was worshiping and just really feeling the presence of God and just really enjoying the time, a lot like tonight. Um, but it was one of these times where when I said the lyrics to the song, it was so overwhelming to me that I couldn't get them out. I was choked up. <laughs> Like, it made me cry a lot as I would just say certain words that were just the truth. <laughs> and, oh, man, it was powerful. But afterwards, my mom came up to me, and she's here. There's my mom. And she said, um, she said, Joe, I just wanted to tell you that during worship tonight, I felt like I saw an angel standing next to you and putting their hand on your back. And I was like, Whoa. <laughs> That checks out. It was powerful, and it is an example of the future coming now. The future coming now. Maybe you've had an experience like that. Maybe you haven't. Maybe you've felt the Spirit in different ways and times as you worship in your own ways. Um, there's so many examples, and there's a ton of invitations 
<clears throat> There's one more thing that I think is really a, a good way to connect this. And we're going to jump ahead here to uh, Revelation 4. And this is one of my favorite worship, worshipful passages. And this is an example of what I think it means to be fully restored to our original make and model. Fully restored to that automobile fresh off the showroom floor that's ready to go zero to 60 and just go for it. So I'm not going to read the entire story here, but I'm going to paraphrase the beginning and then I'm reading this. So Revelation 4, John has a vision in the spirit of a future. And he begins to describe a throne and one seated on the throne that had this amazing, beautiful experience, or, uh, um, appearance. And there's 24 thrones around him and elders and garments and golden crowns on their head. And it's just like, it's all going crazy here in the beginning of Revelation 4. And then we get down to verse 8. Because he describes these crazy living creatures. This is, these guys are nuts. And the four living creatures, each of them with six wings, are full of eyes all around and within. And day and night, they never cease to say, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. And whenever the living creatures give glory and honor and thanks to him who is seated on the throne, who lives forever and ever, the elders fall down before him who's seated on the throne and worship him who lives forever and ever. They cast their crowns before the throne saying, worthy are you, our Lord and God to receive glory and honor and power for you created all things and by your will they existed and were created. This is so good, you guys. There's a reason why these words end up in a lot of our worship songs. And I believe that they give you an example of what you and I were wired to do. I mean, think about it this way. These living creatures are so amazed by the presence of God. They're just so in awe of it that literally every moment is better than the last moment. Because it says they never cease to say, holy, holy, holy. It just keeps getting better and better and better. What else would keep them from doing it unceasingly? <laughs> imagine that. Now imagine having a taste of that in our here and now, the future now. You've had it. You may not have known it, but you've had it. It may have not been what I described earlier, but you've felt the presence of the Spirit and worshiped in spirit and truth, and the Holy Spirit has come down and loved on you and connected to you with those jumper cables, and you've been restored and refreshed as a result, and it can happen again tonight. We... Um, we're going to probably, we should probably worship some more, I think. I'm going to invite the worship band back up and just want to mention one other thing as we step back into another song. So let's get really practical with this. I know that you guys know what worship is, and I hope that you can see this connection point between Jesus talking about true worshipers and these crazy creatures that never cease the future coming now. But 
I just want to give you a, a couple of practical tips on, on how this kind of can maybe be nudged forward a little bit. When you worship during this next song, whether it's super familiar to, to you or not, you might need to close your eyes just to get the distractions out of the way. Like, first of all, no one's watching you, but, you know, just in case that's in the back of your mind, shut it down. You might need to change your posture from one that is sitting to standing, from one that has hands in pockets to out. It's not magic to have your hands out like this, but it is a way to show a posture of surrender to your king and submission to God who is awesome. And the last thing I'll say is, in the same way that in my experience, the words of the song just got it to this different level, you might want to think about the words. Think about words like holy. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. This is the God of the universe that we are addressing. It's not Christian karaoke, I promise. <laughs> the God of the universe who was and is and is to come. Who was and is and is to come. That was too much. <laughs> Think about words like that. And I guarantee you, you might just notice something a little different. So let's take some time to worship our king. Let's stand together.